Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit O'Neill's on at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and on Instagram. Delighted to be joined this evening here remotely via group FaceTime by the one and only Shawnee O'Leary. Shawnee, thanks for joining us. Thanks, lads. Good to be a part of the, the old podcast again. It's been a while, um, different circumstances, I guess, but it's good to be here on you. Thank you, Shawnee, and delighted to be joined by Giggles, fan favourite. Giggles, thanks for joining oh, us. Yeah. No worries, man. Great to be here. The, bu- the boys are, it's Saturday night here, half eight. The boys are three glasses of red wine in each, so it could be a, li- could be a little bit loose. <laughs> Shawnee is drinking we're, wine as we speak. We're suffering from cabin fever. We've got to do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, interesting times at the moment. Um, for everyone around the world, no matter where you are, you're being impacted. Um, so we're bringing you a special episode here tonight. We have been fairly quiet. And apologies on that front. Our last episode obviously was a live episode at the Sevens, which is always, always good. Get some people on from different parts of Australia. Tonight, we're going to focus on a few different things. We've got a special two mini Giggles Corners, which are going to be broken up by... I've given a challenge to Giggles and Shawnee that they have to design a format... You've got four weeks to play off the Hurling Championship from start to finish. What's your format? So they're going to come with their ideas on that one. And then we'll just wrap up as well, talking about Giggles wants to talk through. If it was a straight knockout, who would win it out? So, uh, firstly, that's just coronavirus in general. We've obviously had a great start to the year Hurling-wise down under. We were back training in January, had a nines competition, a sevens competition in February, going all gun blazing. GAC and on fire and we're about to go up to Sydney to play in a competition and coronavirus hit it's amazing how your life has gone from nothing but hurling and training and organising to zero it's 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 it's, it's mad I guess for anyone listening at home we're probably about four days behind Ireland in terms of the restrictions brought in here we, every time Ireland do something we seem to be four days behind and numbers seem to be four days in Ireland but it's like yeah, it was every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday you were going down training, and now you, you don't go for a walk with your with your wife or with your son, and that's it. Like you can't even meet people, so it's 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 a crazy time. But I think sport is taking the back seat in all of this, uh, rightly so. We've got the biggest challenge the world has faced since World War Two, probably, and uh, I think everyone's got to do their bit, right? Yeah, hundred percent. We've all we've all got to do a bit, but I think it's just you just see how what big part sport plays in all our lives. Obviously whether it's being involved in a committee or training a team or playing, but also watching. And that's the biggest killer at the moment, I think, is there's just nothing to actually watch on the telly in this t- downtime. Obviously, we've got brilliant GA gold on on TG Carr. Um, yeah. Watch Kilkenny and Tip 2014 there the other night. Watch Kilkenny Cork 2006 as well. Sean, you want a few more glasses of red wine in them to watch that one. Um, <laughs> but there's been some, it's been great watching back some of those games that ordinarily might, you mightn't go to. Um, but yeah, bleak times. Yeah, it does. It shows our reliance, I guess, we have as people on sport in general. I mean, I guess we had, we had, you know, there's a lot of stuff on social media about these old games during the week. Myself and Giggles are on, on Facebook flat out doing uh, quizzes all week on, on different <laughs> different permutations of all-stars and finals and, and all that type of stuff. Who scored goals in the Ireland finals and things like that. 
But like even we had DFL here as well, who who played actually played played a, played a round in the first week, and in that all got pulled against behind closed the first, doors. First round behind closed doors with no spectators there. But at least we got this, as you said, at least we got to watch something. You know, there was some bit of entertainment. Um, but then the, the, they pulled the plug on that, and I've seen where the players have been cut fifty percent on their wages now as well. Some of the Irish fellas are in are in deep deep strife at the moment because. They wouldn't be on a lot of money out here, the first-year players, and they look, it looks like they they could be going home. Um, I've seen a few of the lady um, AFL players have gone home already. And even, I guess, on a local level with the, the GA here, you know, there's a lot of backpackers here have had to go home because they can't sustain their life here now. Yeah, That's the, that's the other side of the sport, isn't it? Like, there, there is professional sports people who are, like, if you're, okay, if you're a premiership football player, you're playing in Serie A, you've got a fair bank of money in the bank, but, a lot of EFL players, if you're not in the top 50 in the country, are probably on a modest enough wage and they're, they're being cut, like everybody's jobs are being cut for, for whatever reason. So people's they're, like They're probably only 60, 60, 70 grand a year, like which isn't a lot of money out here. And they're, you know, they're being, you know, they're being one of the most expensive cities in the world and trying to sustain a life on that. And if, if they're not getting, if they're getting a 50 cent pay cut, they'll yeah. barely make ends meet. They won't be able to afford a rent or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy as well. Obviously, in our club in Gary Owen, we have over a hundred members this year across male and female across four different codes: hurling, men's football, ladies' football, and camogie. And we know for a fact that we've lost a number of of lads and girls already this week. People who are like Giggles has touched on and shiny, they're backpackers who've lost their job because they might have been in retail or whatever sector they've been in has been impacted, and just that they have no income. You know, nothing to fall back on. Um. And they've got a flight out and they've gone. We've lost two girls there today. They've got on a four o'clock flight, gone home, and lucky to get out because most airlines have stopped, but they got out in Qatar. And it's just really sad seeing people go who weren't meant to go. You know, like people who yeah. are going to be around for another while and their hand has been forced. And of course, I suppose they're fit and healthy. That's the main thing. But it's kind of just really sad seeing that happen and the impact it's having, happening. Look, it's happening everywhere, I know, but just even in our little. Ecosphere. You, you do you do see a little bit of a pronounced impact when you've got a club of a hundred people and suddenly because of coronavirus, twenty of them. Let's just make up our own number because it is about twenty of them are, are, are gone back home to Ireland and uh, it'll probably have an impact. Like because you'll have people who are thinking of coming out this summer or next this winter would probably be a little bit more cautious in terms of travel long term. Um, so it'll probably impact the Australian plane numbers for the next year or two. Uh, potentially, which is which is unfortunate, but uh, as we said, it's 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 sport and it's it's massive part of our lives. But it's o- it's only the hobby at the end of the day. So as long as everybody who who can avoid it avoids it, um, there's different scenarios going around. Whether we'll all get it at some stage, whether we won't, as long as you can avoid the the old people getting it. Some people are saying so. No, nobody really knows. I don't think too much about this coronavirus, except for a select few, and I'm sure that. They work with governments to manage messaging out and make sure that every person is staying calm in, in the population and they're staggering their stages of, of isolation or lockdown or whatever you want to call it. And it's just something we have to go through um, and it's something that, we hope, please God, we'll never have to experience again. Yeah, please God. And we saw Ireland last night and they were going to the next stage. So two weeks, pretty much fully locked down. As Giggle said, we're probably around four or five days behind that. So we had a beautiful 28 degree day here today in Melbourne, but... It's not like a normal day. You were just got out, maybe a little bit of fresh air and back inside. It's really, really strange. But look, as you said, we just hopefully 
the more drastic um, measures we take, the, the shorter time frame we'll have to put up with this. But hopefully now a bit of Giggles Corner will lighten the mood. It's a, a two mini Giggles Corners. What a treat. We have Giggles. Yeah, I, I was kind of, I was thinking about it. They're both fairly short. One of them. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. One of them, one of them will warrant debate, so we can oh, debate the first one. Lovely. The second one is a, is a very factual statistical analysis that you can't really argue. That I kind of had a. You crunched the numbers, giggles. For. You crunched the numbers. Crunched numbers on, on this one, but um, yeah, we we'll jump into it in a minute, anyway. Okay. You wouldn't be one for being controversial, though, giggles, would you? <laughs> giggles is kind of a bit like marmite with the listeners. You know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah. Kind of, they don't. They don't. They don't like Mickey Kenny, but they love me everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, def- yeah. There's yeah. There's a few people Mickey Kenny now. You've browned off. All right, that's for sure. I've got a lot of that feedback, but I have passed some of it on. But some of it I couldn't put on. You couldn't put it there. But um, <laughs> well, why don't we kick it off with, with, with Giggles Corner coming up now? All right, Giggles, first mini Giggles corner, what you got for us? Yeah, so look, there's, there's no real action to analyse these days at the moment, so what I thought I'd do is I'd, I'd give my own opinion on where, who are the top 10 pundits in the GA world at the moment and who are the bottom five, right? So... We'll go from the top 10, we'll go from 10 to 1, we'll go through the bottom five fairly quickly and then we'll look at the five who I believe shouldn't be on television or radio in any shape Ooh. or form. This will be good. This will be so, good. Jeez, I hope you look, haven't got me or Sean in there. No, we, we said we'd, we'd keep the, my Archdukish out of this one. but um, We face it for radio, Liam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should just, just for the listeners here, I've taken a screenshot, I'll put up on Instagram later on, but Sean, he's in a beautiful um, um, singlet at the moment with the guns out. <laughs> um, he thought that you see he forgot it was he thought this could be seen live you see he thought it was an Instagram live yeah, so he thought that, that was it, yeah. give the ladies a little look at the gun show yeah that's right go for a giggle sorry about that as you said it's 28 degrees Liam yeah look I, I'll keep this quick and I won't comment on everyone I'll comment on the ones I, I want to <laughs> what do look, I mean Shawnee do we get to comment you get to pull in pull in and, and pick me up whenever you want lads right? okay you go okay. because it's your show so number 10, uh, I like Kieran Donahue since he started. I think he brings a bit of a fresh edge to it. He's very honest. He's very open. Um, so I have him at number 10. Um, at number 9, another Kerry man. Um, very flamboyant with his fashion. Wore Dicky Bow one day on the Sunday game. That's Tommaso Shea. I think mm-hmm. he brings a very good edge to it. And he, he kind of mixes the old school with the modern. Like he played with Newton Nemo Rangers right up until two years ago. So he's got an insight into what's happening in the modern day. And he knows how to play it back in the olden days as well. Which was good. Um, Sorry, is this a mix of hurling and football? GA in total. GA yeah, yeah, pundits yeah. covering all codes. Yeah. I thought Tomas yeah. should be higher up. We're going to keep going. Um, so number eight, Liam, you won't agree with this one, but I like his statistical approach um, and use of big words when a small word will do. I have Derek McGrath in at number eight. Useless. Absolutely <laughs> useless. Go on. I'll come back He's to you in a minute. He's good. He's good. Uh, right, number good. seven. Number seven, from a nostalgic perspective, I just love Michael Lester, and I don't think the Sunday game... Is he a pundit? Is he a pundit, oh, though? Come is on, he a pundit? Geez. I don't think he's, he's a, a GA, He's a GA personality, right? I'm, so I'm putting him in there. I miss him on the, on the Sunday game. Okay, so we're saying top was, 10 GA personalities on TV or radio. There you go, yeah. Okay. Liam clarified it there. No problem. Uh, at number six, because I like his insights and his honesty, is uh, Mayo footballer Kevin McStay. I think he's very good on the football show, um, and he kind of brings... 
an element yeah. of objectivity to it that you don't get with Spillane and, and the like sometimes. Number five, just because I think... I think he was brilliant up until probably last year when he went off the boil a bit. That's why he's down with number five. But I, I think Joe Bradley makes a lot of sense and he's calculated and he, he looks to kind of the, the the core of GA constantly as opposed to kind of elitism. I, I like the way he goes about that. So I think him in at number five. Now we've got all, we've got all hurling people left, right? Good, so good, 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 good. Before you go into the hurling, I'd have Tomas O'Shea heard, heard of, ahead of Kevin McStay. But rest, other than that, it's pretty good. Um, Liam, Liam's about to fall asleep there listening to the football ones, <laughs> don't care <laughs> right I like Bradley so at number four because I think I love the way he tells the story and you can imagine him either being in the Sunday game or actually in a pub back in Liscanner telling the same story as Anthony Daly useless he's a useless pundit he's not ah uh, stop Liam he's good he, he, he's no analysis or critical departure when he goes to any game at all zero yeah, so there, there, there's, there's you ever read his articles they're not, he, he, he doesn't read them <laughs> anyway, lads. There's a t- so my my opinion on this is that there's there's a fine line with quality punditry between getting very statistical analysis and being able to engage the crowd, right? And I think that I like Anthony Daly. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a nice no, fella. No, I know. Yeah, I think I think if you take James O'Connor, James O'Connor Useless. probably has more statistical information than anybody, right? Boring. But Too much. Is he, is he able to engage the crowd well, right? No. So. Um, I, I'm going to go with Anthony Daly at number four. Liam totally disagrees. Sean is kind of in there. Um, yeah, I agree. There, there, you're there, thereabouts, right? At number three, um, for his entertainment value and his enthusiasm on the radio, uh, I have John Milan. Uh, I think he's brilliant on RT Radio 1. I think he just brings yeah. the radio. Like I, I remember driving on some journeys and he could be commentating on Dublin versus Leash, but suddenly you're sucked into it because he's... Yeah. Um, he, he's he's so enthusiastic and he, I think he need the blue and white headphones on there go on yeah and I think the day I think the day that Wexford beat Kilkenny below in, in, in Wexford Park and it was the Wexicans are out in the field they're going crazy <laughs> was the line that he used anyway um, at number two this will be a controversial character but I think he's just brilliant and I just love when I turn on the Sunday game and I see him as Gerlach Nan I think he's always controversial he's looking to stoke the fires some people think he's a little bit kind of old school but I'm sure he's calculating his own way and I, I think he just brings in a, a great flavour to the Sunday game whether it's the night show or whether it's the, the live match Kilkenny were fantastic yeah <laughs> should look at the Affili fella the big arse on him a big arse on him so yeah so Gerlach Nam was number two and I think the one person I have at number one who I think is phenomenally underutilised in um, media at the moment is Tommy Welch and I think we need oh. to see Tommy we need, to see to- we need to see Tommy <laughs> Johnny's losing I think we need to see Tommy on the Sunday game uh, co-commentating with the likes of Jarrah Canning or whoever does it because um, he just brings uh, I think he brings a bit of poetry to it okay alright so All right. let's circle back let's circle, let's circle back for a minute Johnny think- how is Don Logue not on the top 10 in all fairness like you've got John Milan alright who is all he is is passion and roaring and shouting on the radio and you've got Tommy Welsh, okay? He has a bit of passion, but he's also got a bit of tactic and awareness in him. But how are they ahead of I Don Logue? I, 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 I hate saying this, but I, I actually agree with Sean. I do think Don Logue should be in there. as a, I think he actually is a very good pundit. Easily. He, I think he's very good. I think Tommy Walsh is very good on the radio, but I don't think he's actually would be good on the television. If he's commentating on a game, he's brilliant. But I don't think he's... I don't think he's 
he I've I've listened to him when he's actually commentating for the television and he's not as good. Because he's just he's describing it like he's on the radio, but I'm actually able to watch it, Tommy, so you don't need to go into as much detail. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so, so don't, oh, don't know giggles. Much. What happened there? Yeah. John Milan is a rubbish call. Sorry now. John Milan's brilliant on the radio. <laughs> like we're we're talking about all mediums here. Like, yeah. Imagine imagine if you had to listen to Don Logue's voice on the radio, he wouldn't be able to do it because he has to have a pen in his hand and he has to be making <laughs> he, points, right? He he would be he would be like tactical. He'd be analysis, really. He wouldn't be commentating. He yeah, couldn't yeah, commentate the game. You Don, know what I mean? Don, Don could be a bit of an oversight by me. I'll give you that one. Yeah. He might be in the mid midfield somewhere there. Oh, anywhere like uh, always not. Yeah, he's in the top ten, in the top 10 anyway. I probably yeah. have him in the top five to be, and it kills me to say mm. this now. I don't like him, yeah. but he's very good. But again, but again <clears throat> and punditry and analysis and flavour and all this is all a personal. Yeah, I know. This is why it's a good to debate to have. But do you but like very... do you like Don Law giggles as a pundit? Uh, I don't mind him. I think he, I I liked him his first year or two. I think he's after going two statistical and data focus and I think he's trying to define himself by that rather than leaving a bit of the flair going and then when he went with the whole the, the last remnants of the British Empire oh, on yeah, Irish that culture yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, killed, a, that killed that, it yeah. that killed it I'm sorry that was yeah. a low point in his career yeah. Right? yeah I know that was brutal I agree with you yeah yeah, that's like a lad in a teenage disco just trying too hard to get the shift. You know what I mean? It's just, he, he was you trying can, too you, hard. You can empathise with that, Giggles. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, Joe, what the... No, I, no I just, don't know Grady. Oh, he's... No, oh, brutal. No, brutal. And he's oh. a very, a, very, very anti-Kenny nature as well. Very much Andy Watford, but you know what? Actually, he was actually pretty good in his first two or three years after, but he's after getting lazy, and you can tell because he goes back to the same cliches for the last two years in particular. He's gone back to the same cliches and he gets caught out and he gets stuttery, yeah. And he's not putting in the prep that he used to do, and he probably used to be able to do it fairly naturally because he was just out of inter county management, but he's lost that touch now. He just gives out about people hitting side and cut by the whole time and just keeps going on about that. I don't mind him on TG Cahar. And he's actually doing the core commentary. I actually yeah. think he's actually all right in TG Carr because I don't know what he's saying most of the time. Yeah, I was thinking you doing the Vinyard scene. Kai No, I know a few little bits. Yeah. Um, no, look, do you know how, how I put in? I'd actually think I think Eddie Brennan is actually not a bad pundit. Fair point. Yeah, I think he's actually yeah. he's he's fairly balanced. He's not like he doesn't get too animated or anything like that. But I actually think he calls a pretty good. Wouldn't have Jackie Turlin there now at all. But no, I would. No, what about Cheddar Plunkett? Cheddar Plunkett, yeah. I was, I, was, I was writing his name down after Eddie Brennan, I think. I, I wouldn't put Don Logue in my top 10. Eddie Brennan and, and Cheddar Plunkett could get a run in there somewhere. Giggle, um, yeah, get a run. What, are, are, you, are you going into the top five worst giggles? Yes, I have five worst here. Right? Can, so I, can, I guess, can I guess one of them? Yeah, go for Henry it. Henry Shefflin. He's, he's fourth worst. Yeah, <laughs> so Henry's fourth worst. The fifth yeah. worst. The fifth worst. Sir, Sir Lachnan. Sir Lachnan, shoddy, you've had too much wine now. Jesus, God almighty. <laughs> so no, the fifth Sir worst... Is, okay, sorry, you go the, against... The, fifth. The, the fifth worst is Colin O'Rourke. Uh, I don't know how yeah. many last 20 yeah. years. Yeah. Like, the Spillane Broly show is brilliant. Shocking. He just like sits back as the supervising principal and uh, observes the two boys. Like, Paying from the listener, yeah. I've put Shefflin in at fourth worst. <laughs> Definitely, he is brutal. Yes. He's just cardboard, yeah. Yeah. Uh, third cardboard. worst... <laughs> Just just because just I just dislike, I, I used to love him as a player, this guy, and I just hate him as an analyst, is Sean Kavanagh. I just think he's got this. Really? Yeah, I just don't like He's He's anti Mickey Hart all of a sudden. He's anti the Toronto team. He just, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know why I don't like him, but I just don't. So he's third worst. Second worst is, uh, he only got one year at it, is um, Paul Flynn from Watford. 
was given a great he opportunity. Was, he was never going to be any good, though. Never. He was never going to be any good. You're, no, you're right. No, that, never, yeah. Some tick, so, man. What a tick, so man. He, he, is. he, he was he a he rabbit in headlights, wasn't he? Oh. Yeah. yeah I he can't was. even remember. And what year was he on? <laughs> it was the year after he retired, so it was probably around 2010, I'd say. Oh, yeah. 2011. And then, yeah, there's, there's no guessing for who I hate the most or who's number one. Liam, do you want to have a go there? No. You said it earlier. Kieran Whelan. Oh, Kieran Whelan, yeah, you hate him. Oh, yeah. You hate him, yeah. The, the spoofer of all spoofers. Yeah, he is. He's poor, right? <laughs> yeah. Brendan Cummins. I don't mind Brendan Cummins. I don't Cummins. mind Cummins. I actually yeah. don't mind comments. Sorry, sorry now, actually, I'm going to say this now, even though I can't stand the man currently, is Liam Sheedy is an excellent pundit. Yes. Yeah, he is, yeah. I think he's he a very is. good pundit because he, he has a bit of charisma on the, te- on the television and he does a bit of the analysis, but he doesn't go too technical. Yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. think he's a good pundit. I hate him on the line now, watching him jump up and down, but I actually think he's good I, on the on the Sunday game. I thought you were going to have Tomas Mulcahy in your worst yeah. five there. Nah. He's, he's completely just, given up. He doesn't get any slots anymore. No, he doesn't. No. He sacked. He, he? Inter- he was interviewed there on the GA hour. Actually, they were talking about the 1990 Galway versus Cork. You can't be mentioning competing podcasts here. Uh, I know. I know. It's 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 a time for sharing and giving, Shawnee. <laughs> <laughs> but he was interviewed, and he was he he, he was just the same. Like he he talks in cliches and riddles. He, he does, yeah. I actually no, don't mind no. him. I actually think he's kind of a nice fella. He just doesn't. Yeah, yeah. He just, like you yeah. said, he's just bland. Like doesn't really offer anything. Yeah. Doesn't cut through. He's happy to be go along with the with the crew. Like that's all really with him. So yeah. you've he went t- down. Go ahead. Go please, go on. Go on. You he went down. Tra- he went down and trained this more one year. Actually, the year I was actually up playing in Dublin, and the lads said he was kind of as a trainer. He's exactly like he was as a pundit. Like he was, he had the name, but he didn't really have the drills or the, the know how behind it. Like yeah, with with the feedback I heard anyway. So you have Tommy Walsh, the best pundit of, of all time, number one. Great win no, for Canada. My, fa- my, my favourite pundit at the moment is what it is. So it's, it's, I'm not ranking this as the greatest of all time because there'll be a different story. I'm just putting down my top ten and my worst five. Can we say Des Cal is useless as well? You can, yeah. absolutely. Oh, radio, he's very yeah. good. Radio, he's actually good. Television, shocking. What did he put up on Twitter? He put something up on Twitter recently and oh my God, I, I commented. Oh yeah, I, you commented. I seen it actually on yeah. Twitter, yeah. I call him the high sparrow. Like he was calling yeah. someone out for doing something. Like as if Des had the right to like judge everybody in the world for their morals. What? An, oh, I don't like Des Cal at yeah. all. I think he's actually a nice. I think again, I think he's actually a nice fella, but he's just out of his depth on the television. Just but yeah, I'd be worried. I'd be worried in general about RTE's picks in terms of presenters in general at the moment because they don't seem to have a good one. Like I think Joanne Cantor is good. Joanne is very good. I think she's actually think, good. And she calls, you know, she keeps them under toes. Like, I think she's good and she's not afraid to have a crack. Monica Kinney is JJ Delaney, I reckon. Oh, JJ's not bad. After Tommy, sorry. After Tommy. I'm not going on JJ. I like JJ. I like him, but I'm not going on him. No, I'm not going on him. Well, what I, I, I thought about Joanne Cantwell this year was that she actually looked like, it looked like whether she did now or not, have a vendetta against Joe Brawley on the television. Yeah. And Don Loke. So it was like the bigger the personality the more she felt like she had to impose herself in terms of stopping them up or kind of rushing them along. And, I thought, and she well, questioned them a lot. Yeah. She so like Michael Lester's greatest quality was that he was pretty much, he was there, but he wasn't there. If you know what I mean? He let them go and was able to kind of... Yeah, he, was, he wasn't way. trying to be the star. No, no, no. And I thought, I felt a bit, a bit like that because as a presenter, you're kind of, you want to let the, 
the game's goal. Liam's giving a kiss there goodbye to Tanya. Is she going out or something? Is she Tanya's, Tanya's so considerate that she's bringing the kettle upstairs to boil it to make a cup of tea. Oh, Lord. Rather Lord than make the noise in the kitchen. <laughs> there you go. If we, tell you, if we were down in Shawnee's house now, we'd have Maria. She'd be banging the fridge and she'd be trying to cook up a spag bottle and trying and to do a podcast. you know what? If my wife wants to do that in her own house, I would let her do it. See, this is the thing. I don't have control over my wife like that she's afraid to boil the kettle. Like. <laughs> Right, so that's the first mini Gigas corner anyway. Gigas, that uh, was excellent. Um, I was yeah. excellent, but I would keep Michael Lester out and he's on. I mean, he is, he like, you nearly want to present our group, really. No, but no, no, in fairness, though, we clarified our top 10 team, like, yeah. media personalities. I know. But like, like, yeah. And poor Michael, like, Michael Lester was, was lucky to be with us at all. That was shocking yeah. that time. Who came yeah. back and saved him? Remember, he was out, he had the heart attack. He had a heart attack and he was out with a friend playing golf. I can't remember. He's a fam- famous, I think he's a famous GA person. And then he leave his phone in the car and the, ha- the friend went back with the phone and Michael Lester was after dropping down in the driveway. Oh, is that what the story was? Yeah, and if he yeah. hadn't came back, the wife and all the kids were asleep upstairs. He was gone. He was resuscitated then and he survived. Wow. Well, no. Yeah. Yeah. How about Marty Morrissey? Just as, uh, like, I'm not... Yeah, I was going to say. Marty's, he's a, Marty's big, a great old fella. Big like, personality, but... like... Marty's done well for himself, let's put it that way. Okay, let's qu- quickly <laughs> quickly on the fly, right? Commentators, right? Jerk Hanning, useless. Is the worst. Yeah. Right? Dignan, useless. I, don't, I like Dignan, he likes Kilkenny. Nah. I, I can't yeah, send him. Uh, Giggles under pressure there. Why are you looking at Giggles? I don't know, there's some sort of lighting on the roof. I reckon Brian Carty is pretty good, to be honest. Yeah. Joe, who's excellent is your man, the main commentator on TG Cahar. I don't even know his name. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's brilliant. Yeah. Everyone knows his face, but they don't know his name. Yeah. yeah. Marty is, is good. Marty is good. Oh, at I don't know. His, I don't know. His Marty is though. good. Uh, Marty is very good. Like, the, 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 the he's Holy better than Jerk Canning. How Jerk Canning is still doing it, lads, I don't know. The, the commentary Jerk Canning did uh, one year in the 2004 Munster final was. Uh, I wasn't in school that day, and Matt's. I was out with a hamstring injury to my mouth. There was these exact words that he came out of his mouth. And this is the like, third time you said that in this podcast. Jesus Christ Almighty. It really bugs you, <laughs> huh? It really bugs you, that one. But how are we still doing it, like? Anyway. RT are just Tommy Walsh is probably get one of Tommy the best Get Tommy Walsh in there as the, head, yeah. as the head commentator, and he'd be fine. Tommy Walsh, John Milan be some set up, wouldn't it? Oh, would Jesus, that would be shocking. <laughs> that would be brutal. <laughs> All right. You're probably, you're probably doing it. You probably do need a mediator with, with both of them. They yeah, probably yeah. couldn't go together. No. Anyway. No balance there. All right. Let's wrap up the first mini Giggles corner and we'll go on to the format challenge for Giggles and Shawnee. It's always, you know, great to, you know, to say that you walk the steps of Crow Park and you lifted the McCarthy Cup, like, and, but, you know, we never changed one bit from the day we started, let's say, our first game with, with Moore. Going back to your locals and the people that you're brought up with and you're reared with, and there's, there's nothing like coming back there. Like. The one the fancy oh, open top bus, I think we had Duggins, Richard Duggins lorry, and really, yeah. up, up on the back of the lorry and off down. It's just lovely country, and a few bonfires. Sean, you love that one. I love that one, that's my favourite one. <laughs> Two O'Connors, absolutely brilliant. The lovely country. Lovely country people, a couple of bonfires. Richard sure. Duggins lorry. Willie. Willie is just a simple man, like. <laughs> Serious hurler, too. Uh, um, yeah, our, our, our coach used to talk about him all the time, about how, how um, 
he was never able to hit the ball, but he was just never, never marked, never, never roasted. Always, and time he came out with the ball, he just he had the brick flick for the brick flick. Got it. Yeah, in, in <laughs> big time. He was out in front every yeah. time. Yeah, he he Brilliant, he had broken ribs. That's why he couldn't lift the Liam McCarthy. Couldn't hardly save his life. Could, but could never lift, beaten. Couldn't lift Liam McCarthy with two hands when, in the one in 2000. He could only lift to one hand in the hard final. Um, okay, so I put a challenge out to Giggles and Shawnee earlier today. I said, right, coronavirus situation, um, hypothetical that Hurling Championship can resume on the 1st of August, but they've only got four weeks to play it. Okay? So I'm going to put this to Shawnee first. Ah. Okay, Shani, you should have your work done by now. I gave you I this. Did, I, just, I, gave, I just got it done in the last segment that we did. And I was oh, good. Like, cool. Glad you're concentrating. I, there. It's, pretty, it's pretty rushed. Oh, go to Giggles first. Do you want to polish it up? No, no, I can, I can go with it if you want. Okay, okay. So what I'll ask the listeners to do as well is is to send in their answer. Um, not their answer, sorry, but their suggestion for if you got to play over four weeks and we'll interrogate that next week. So we'll try and get going on our weekly episode just for the listeners but for ourselves to be doing something as well we <laughs> 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 not to be doing it in the evenings um, ok so Shawnee four weeks you're starting for in the first weekend in August and you've had to finish on the first weekend in September how are you right. doing it so four weeks week one ok you've got ten teams yes right open draw right ok ok week two right you've got what straight knockout now is that what you're telling me it's straight, yeah, more or less straight knockout, yeah. Well, talk me through it. You just said week one. Okay. Talk me through week one. Week one, you're, you have five games, okay? Yeah. Week two, you've got five winners, right? But is week one, Are we? is it mixed up? Are we all playing against each other? Is it like... No, mixed up, mixed up. No, Munster, we're not Munster. going Munster, Leinster, it's open draw. Right, okay. So, week one, you've got five games, okay? Right. Week two, you've got five winners, okay? Yeah, with you. Plus... Plus, you're floating in. You're floating in the winners of the um, what you call it? What's what yeah. call it again? Tier two, the second tier, tier two, two competition. What, the Joe McDonough. Yeah, you're floating in the Joe McDonough to play as as the makeup team and that, right? Yeah, right. So then on week three, okay, this is where you I get three. You've got three got teams in week three. I know, yeah. I know, but and this is why I just made it up as I got last. Oh, <laughs> on week three, geez. okay. Shawnee's an engineer. <laughs> you think you get processed rightly? <laughs> on week three, okay, I've got three teams, okay, plus you're giving the fourth team who are the best runners up in terms of score difference. Oh, jeez. From the previous week. Well, so, okay? they, so what? They came the closest to losing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Correct. So they lost by a point. Let's yeah. say, for example. Correct. Yeah. Okay. We won't interrogate that one so too much. They're, oh, yeah. they're floated. In, they're floated into the semi-final, and then you've got your semi-final in week three and week four, then you've got the final. Don't endorse for lift the cup, then. <laughs> I actually have. I was doing it here with all the teams. I had Limerick in the final. <laughs> okay. And yeah. Right. So you're just, I'm just you, going you, to say that that's not going to be an option for anyone. It's, it's creative, Shawnee, like, but it is not a runner. Like, <laughs> I had I had twenty minutes to do it, and that's what I came up with. Okay, know. okay, we'll 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 put that down for the moment, Shawnee. Well done. Thanks for spending the the, the, the twenty seconds that you did on that one. All right, Giggles. I know you will have put a bit right. more time into this. Get out. Okay, yeah. Giggles has a whiteboard out here now, just for the listeners. Yeah. So I'm going to give you an overview first, right? There's four weeks. Yes. In week one, there's only one. There's only one set of games. 
In week two, there's a whole pile. There's probably four games over two days. In week three, there's four games over two days, Saturday and Sunday. And in week four, there's the All-Ireland final, right? right. That's the high-level overview. Yes. So it's Munster, it's Munster-Leinster Championship starting off, right? Oh, so week we one, go. Week one, it's oh. simple. It's the prelims, right? So let's just say Cock draw Watford and, and Leash draw Wexford, right? They just play each other, okay? So the winners go through to the Munster and Leinster Championship semifinals, which will be played on a Saturday, right? So you've got, let's say, Watford versus Clare, Tip versus Limerick on a Saturday. And the Munster final is on the Sunday. Oh, jeez. So Saturday, oh. Sunday. Right? And then in Leinster... Fitzgibbon, the Fitzgibbon style. Fitzgibbon style for the moment, right? So on the Saturday, it's in Leinster, it's the same deal. Leinster semi-finals, finals on a Saturday. Then also on the Sunday, right? So you've got your Munster final and your Leinster final on the Sunday. Also on the Sunday, you've got the losers of the preliminaries against the losers of the... Monster, Monster you, Leinster yeah, Championship yeah. semi-finalists. So, oh. so you get a back right? door. You kind of get another chance. You get, you get you get a bit of a back door, right? Yeah. So then, so after the first two weeks, you've got your Monster Leinster Championship runoff, and what you have is you've got your Monster Championship winners, your Leinster Championship winners, and you've got two coming from the other side as well. You've got four coming from the other side. Sorry, you've losers of the prelim or the winners of the prelim game and the winners of the other semis. So then, week three is All Ireland qualifier weekend, right? So you've got two games on the Saturday and two games on the Sunday. So you've got the backdoor winners versus the losers of the provincial finals, right? So you've yeah. two teams yeah. coming from the backdoor, two teams from the and those winners go through to the All Ireland semi-finals on the Sunday, a day later. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Right, and they'll play because the you've got complete disregard for player welfare here. Total disregard, but unbelievable entertainment value for the fans. <laughs> <laughs> so on the Sunday, then we're going to have the All Ireland semi-finals. Which would be the winners of the prelim game versus the provincial winners, <laughs> <laughs> and then the following Sunday we'll have the All Ireland final. Boom! I think there's something like twenty-two matches there over four yeah. weeks. <laughs> that would be unbelievable, wouldn't it? It would. It would. <laughs> the amount of injuries. So was, the amount of injuries would be scandalous. Yeah. So it was totally taken from the spectator fan view. Absolutely zero regard given to the players whatsoever. I was thinking when I first sat down, I was thinking of playing games on a Wednesday as well, but I just scrapped that. It took oh, me too long. Yeah, to the midweek, no, the midweek is an option. Yeah, I do. I think was thinking about that, but I just didn't have the time to do it. What about with Fitzgibbon at the moment? What? How many games to to win the Fitzgibbon do you play over the Fitzgibbon weekend now? So there's no Fitzgibbon weekend anymore. It's gone. No. Oh. So you play the semi final on the Wednesday. You play the final on a Saturday or a Sunday. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm out of touch there on the Fitzgibbon. Yeah. So it used to be used to be the semi final and the final was on the Saturday and, or the Friday and the Saturday and you'd finish on Saturday yeah. and you'd have your drinks on Saturday and Sunday and Monday and whatever. But um yeah, okay, it was so never three, it was always two. Okay, so your form at Den Giggles is you're you're gonna be playing back to back games every weekend, really, for three weekends. <laughs> Unless you keep winning. Like if you keep winning your flight you're fine, you only be game every weekend. But re- oh, people like okay. you could have a scenario there where you could Do you know what you have to do? Do you know what you have to do though? You've twenty six of the panel. Better. It's it's roll on, roll off all subs. You've unlimited subs. You could, that, that 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 won't take because they've never done it before. But it's definitely a concept that would be a positive. To make that work, to make sure, your yeah, one yeah. work, if you had roll on, roll off, you can use the whole they squad. They won't be able to police it. They can hardly do what they're doing tomorrow. But there's no police. That's, that's what I'm saying. There's nothing to police. You just roll on, roll off. Yeah, you have sure to come off like you do in the sevens. You have to hand over the back. I know, yeah, but sure, yeah. <laughs> you were roaring and I was in the side. Like. <laughs> Get back behind the line. 
<laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, so oh, yeah. That's my view of it. Because look, let's be honest. Guys, there's a strong, there's a strong chance that there might be any championships this year. I don't think, I think so. I think there is. Yeah. Jesus. I don't think there'll be any hurling that's this year. I don't think we won't touch a hurling for us. Not us, either. not us. I'm talking about if you're Kilkenny or Cork or anything, do you think we're going to have an inter-county championship? No. Yeah, I think, I think there's a strong chance we won't as well. Yeah. What kind of a team do you think it'll suit? Do you think it'll suit the naturally more skillful teams or the naturally teams that work harder and are fitter? Like? What, to push into the later months? Like? Yeah, well, like none of them are training now collectively, right? They can't. Yeah, they can't. And none of them go to a gym anyway either themselves. But they'll all have their home equipment and they'll have their walls. Yeah. And they'll, have to, they'll, yeah. do, they'll, they'll be running like they all will be keeping fit. No, they'll all be keeping fit, yeah. Oh, I, don't, I don't think it suits anyone. No, I don't think so. I don't think it benefits. Do you think it suits someone? But, these? Well, I, I'll, take, I'll put this analogy on it on the flip side. I would say it definitely would not suit a team like Wexford who are very structured, right? Because they have to be playing their certain way yeah. continuously. And I think, like, actually, I think they have very, very good, talented players, like, to be honest. But when they're so used to playing in a structured way and playing together and um, building that up, when it comes to then playing against someone else, it might be difficult. Whereas take Limerick on the flip side. Limerick can play off the cuff against anyone, any style, any way you want. They, they, it would suit them a lot more than it would suit Wexford. I would, I would have them on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, that's a fair call. Wexford is definitely true. I wonder if Davy Fitz still getting paid at the moment. <laughs> He's driving up and down just to get the mileage. <laughs> <laughs> he's staying in his car, so he's yeah. He showed no window. Yeah. We actually had a we had a great we had a Mark Kearns who used to play centre forward for Galway and for Clarenbridge. He, he was our PE teacher in Flannans my last year, and just like t- most PE classes back in them days, it was just a game of soccer. And one day it was absolutely lashing rain, so Mark decided to stay in the car, and he beeped the horn for a free, and he'd indicate left if it was a free to the left, and he'd indicate right if it was a free to the right. <laughs> oh jeez committed <laughs> but yeah I think we do have to face the f- there's a strong chance inter-county scene will not happen which is just hard to fathom but it depends how the next couple of weeks go around if the next couple of weeks go well and there's a, actually they do start seeing that cur- curve flattening they will start relaxing a, a little bit I think because but if the next two weeks doesn't have a positive impact it's only going to get that's only going to be prolonged but they could play behind closed doors as well. But, they, but they, I don't. The closed doors will only happen if they're back allowed collectively training and all those things. At yeah, the moment, yeah. all the, all the pitches, every mm. GA pitch in Ireland, which is interesting at the moment, is actually closed. Yeah. So out Dixborough and Parmesan, you can't even go out for a jog in Parmesan at the moment. Yeah. You can't go out and book a ball out there because they're all insurance has been suspended by the GA across the country. It's mad, yeah. So it's. I don't think the closed doors thing is an option unless generally society is. The restrictions are, are relaxed. Yeah. Oh God, it's depressing thinking we'll about it. We'll just have to see. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, Shani. I just don't think yours is going to be a flyer. Why not? Mine's more. Mine's more of a flyer than Giggles. How is he going to play all those games? The player, the GPA will come down and they want. They'll refuse to play. My <laughs> one is more credible than than Giggles' one. Yeah. I rather Giggles' one. I would too. I would too. <laughs> I'm a realist, Ali. You are a realist, yeah. You are a realist. All right. Very well done, Giggles. Top marks. And we've got no... Oh, marks no, I can't give <laughs> Shani top marks. I give Shani... There's no creativity in it. There's no effort. He just he just did it there just before he came on. He was finishing it as we were going through the bloody show. 
10 oh. teams open draw here we go <laughs> alright we've got another mini giggles corner coming up factual okay. Derek McGrath style analysis coming right up now so let's get me a little let me jump line ready here single moment your whole life can turn round I stand there for a minute staring straight into the ground things were just going through my head you know and because like you know I don't want to leave the people of Warford down you know because they're my life you know people of Warford are my life you know and I, 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 I love I love, I love my county you know we love John dry your eyes mate I know it's hard to take but her mind has been made up Okay, Shawnee has shown here on, We're on group FaceTime He's shown us a photo of his uh, spreadsheet That showed that he actually did a little bit of work on it Well it's literally just like He's literally just typed in what he said into a spreadsheet So he could have literally written that on a piece of paper Spreadsheet is irrelevant Who, who wins between Cork and Limerick, Shawnee? Oh, Limerick, I'd say at the moment The moment Cork are pathetic this year Jeez Looking at Cork, Cork, like, is it'll be, well, if it's done with it this year, 15 years, Shani, like, that's a yeah. long gap now. We won't even I mention know, for Water for Giggles, but 15 years for Cork, like, oh, Jesus. They have their, their age old problem, and I, I was a bit deny in, in, in defiance about it the last couple of years with Giggles, but the centre back and full back is a big problem. Big, big problem. Yeah. Even working, even playing as a unit as a back line, they just haven't been doing that at all. So, yeah. anyway, we'll be talking about that for today. We'll do an hour long on that one next week. Giggles, what have you got for us? Mini Giggles Corner. Oh, yeah. So I was reading this thing. I was reading an article, actually. Um, You're very well read, very well read Giggles. I was it was some sort of a WhatsApp joke, but it was it was basically half a joke around people being at home now for the coronavirus. They're going to go at it like rabbits. So, But you kind of have to... You kind of have to hold off for a few weeks to make sure that your son or daughter or whoever oh, yeah. you have is going to be born in January and be underage for minor when it comes to the time, you know. And there was, we, we had a very good hurler in our club, Shane Carney, and he played two years war for minor. And he was born at 10 p.m. on the 31st of December. So he would have played <sighs> three years war for minor if his mother had held out for an extra few hours. Like So I said, right, I, I'll do a bit of an analysis to see, does it give you an advantage in your overall career being born in January or February versus kind of November, December. And I went into the kind of bit of analysis. I'm sorry, before I go in there, I took what I think is probably the best 20 hurlers of the last 20 years. Now, there's no point in having an argument with me over who they are. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely the top 30, the 20 of them, right? So um, I kind of went in thinking that, Jesus, you know what? I bet you people now born in November, December, We'll have to go through a bit of hardship when they're younger, playing against older guys, and they'll be the ones who come through with a bit more grit and determination. Um, so I did the analysis anyway, and what it turned out was that didn't ring true. <laughs> it was if you were born in the first half of the year, or these twenty players, and I'll give the list at the very end. Twelve of the top twenty were born in either the first quarter or the second quarter of the year, and eight of the top, of the twenty were born in the first quarter of the year. So, um, and then there was five born in the fourth quarter of the year, so October, November, December, and three born in the third quarter, so July, August, and September. So it kind of showed slightly that you have an advantage being born in the kind of first half of the year, playing minor at a kind of a more confident grade where you're kind of an older, bigger player. So that was the 20. And then I said, right, I'll go in to see what about the greatest, because I thought, right, maybe you might get into the 20, but you won't get into the top five. And I just picked... 
Henry, DJ, Joe Canning, Ken McGrand, Tommy Welch is the top five, right, for argument's sake. Um, Happy with that, yep. You could, you could, you, yeah, there, there, you, could, uh, you could pick one or two others in or out, but whatever. But of the five greatest in the last 20 years, if they are the five greatest, three of them were born in either January or February. Henry Sheffern was born in January, Ken McGrath was born in January, and Tommy Welch was born in February. But then on the flip side, then DJ was born in November, and DJ was tiny as well. So he was obviously playing out of his depth for a long, long time, even when he was kind of playing at 16 and 15 when he was playing minor. And Joe Canning was born in October. And Joe Canning probably would have went through the hypothesis I was thinking where he's got five older brothers beating the crap out of him out the backyard the whole time, having to hardy himself up a lot, and then being born in October, even though Joe Canning played three years minor. So if he was two years... Younger, he would have played four years minor for Galway, which would have been unheard of. But um, ultimately, it was a 12-8 split on the top 20 and a 3-2 split in the top five, suggesting that from a statistical analysis point of view, you are better off being born in the first half of the year and playing underage uh, where you're at a more confident level and a more dominant position. So there you go. Mm, interesting. That is very interesting, Giggins. And Ben O'Connor was born in January as well, which probably makes sense as well. I had Ben O'Connor in the... I'll give you my top 20 here now. Let me see. I have him on the phone. I knew Sean, he was waiting to have a go and, about with Cork player not being in his top. <laughs> so I'll tell you the top 20. And ironically as well, his brother Jerry was born in January as well. That is ironically, given that they're yeah, twins. <laughs> So, DJ was born in November, Shefflin was born in January, Tommy Welch was born in May, JJ was born in March, Ken McGraw was born in February, Joe Canning October, so second at later, TJ Reid was November, Brian Lohan was November, Paddy Maher was February, Brendan Maher was January, then Shane Callan was September, Pat Horgan was May, Sean Oak was May, Dermot O'Sullivan was July, Ben O'Connor January, Milan January, Dan Shan January, Brick Welch April, Eddie Brennan was October and James O'Connor July. They were the 20 mm. I went to it. You could argue a few in or a few out, whatever way you want to look at it. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting. And then, peop- so when you look at the 20 then, there's 13 of the 20, five and eight is 13, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Were born in the winter and seven were born in the summer. Whether that makes any difference, I'm just after noticing that now, I have no idea. But we'll throw that in for anyone who has to comment on it. So, yeah, kind of an, article, an article I read uh, that kind of maybe tweaked a little bit of interest in a, in, a, in a topic and it didn't transpire the way I thought it would. So you do have an advantage if you're born in the first half of the year to become mm. one of the greats. Yeah, December, a December baby for hurling lady or, or boy is disaster. <laughs> in it though. Especially when you're underage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, what month are you, lads? Oh, it's June. I'm oh. April. I'm October and no, no, no hope for me no hope for you but then again on the flip side then when you go back to when we were playing in schools hurling it was always under 16 and a half and under, and half. under 18 and I a half I used to use it out in the half because I was playing 6 to June oh, yeah. <laughs> you, did, you did yeah so, so you're, you're always missing and actually when you played underage soccer I remember back then it was on the half year as well no the um, soccer in Kilkenny was the full year but it was a different date but you don't have any footballs or soccer balls in Kilkenny, do you? Do yeah, soccer was actually there was a big <laughs> underage soccer league in Kenny. But yeah, it was different. Like it was a different date. They went off for under whatever twelve, thirteen, whatever it was. It wasn't like the first oh. of the year. Oh, I can't remember that. Oh, actually. it might have been August or September. It might yeah. have been the school year or something. Like that, yeah, it was something yeah. weird. Yeah. Giggles, so that anyway, was very yeah, good. I so who did you get to crunch those numbers for your work? Did you get that done offshore? 
offshore. <laughs> did you get that analysis crunched offshore? Did you? <laughs> I, I I just did that actually for half. I did watch the telly today actually. <laughs> And I didn't. I didn't even use a spreadsheet either. I just used my calculator on the phone, Wikipedia, the, and, a, and a page. <laughs> even the offshore boys are struggling as well at the moment, Liam. So. Oh, we're all struggling. We're all struggling at the moment. Yeah. We're all struggling at the moment. Um. Okay. Excellent mini giggles corner. I. I. You. You said there are two mini giggles corners. They're giggles corners in their own right. Giggles. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're, fu- they're funny page now, but yeah, they were good. Yeah. I don't think you can say yourself they were good, but we can say I can say they were good. Ah, <laughs> uh, they were good. Yeah, they were good. Entertainment value was good, anyway. Yeah. Giggles. Listeners, please uh, lo- love your feedback on obviously what you, your thoughts on Giggles' statistical analysis there, because the numbers, the numbers don't lie, as the fella says. So keen to hear what the people think of that. Get in touch with us on Academia Twitter and Instagram. Yes, Giggles. Yeah. Unless there's some fake birth certs going around there, um, you can't be challenged. And I think I remember like my dad telling me when he used to train this more under ten, under twelve, and under fourteen, they actually had to bring Dan Shanahan's birth cert with them for all the under eight oh, games. Him, he was yeah. a good foot and a half over every single player. <laughs> Shani, you must have got a couple of questions like that as well. No, I didn't know. I wasn't very big as a, as an under eight player. No. You're big as a house. You're big I, as a house now. I um. I didn't sprout till about 16 or 17, I'd say. Shawnee's after polishing off the bottle of wine there. You've we'll have heard no, there now. No, I've a bit left. Are you oh, after here? The bottle's after being unscrewed a couple of times through the show there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. All right, well, look, that was an excellent Giggles Corner. Um, we'll wrap up then with our straight knockout. We'll see who we ta- think will take the biscuits. After a while, wouldn't you? What's that, Shawnee? You'd, you'd forget you're doing the podcast there for a while, <laughs> wouldn't you? That's because you're just on the FaceTime. I'm here in the mobile studio here in Q. Are you? Yeah, I've got the, oh, yeah, I've got the, mi- the, I've the, the mixer. mixer. I've got the mixer out here. Um, the Thermomix. The Thermomix. Shawnee's some man for the Thermomix, lads, just so you know. He can whip up, he can whip up anything in it. He did a Christmas cake in it for us this year. Giggles. Straight knockout. So if we're going down the straight knockout format, as per Shawnee's suggestion, are we? Are, we have to mix it up all teams in. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. You have to do Leinster and Munster. That won't be changed. No, no, so no. You, we're doing straight knockout. What are you saying then? Oh, you're going to say go back old school straight knockout. It's still old school. Yeah, but I, I'm going to go back to the '97 format, right? Where because you've only got a Munster and Leinster championship, you still have to have an All Ireland semi final. So the provincial losers will get a second chance. They're the only people who get a second chance. But who do they play against? They play against. They they go into every every provincial winner goes into the All Ireland semi final. Yeah, and where who do the provincial so, losers play then? They play the other the other side. The winners of the other side in the semi final. So I'll give you my I'll give you my I I've, I've done the draw and here everything right. I'm oh, here we go. Yes, let's go. So and we I mean Shawnee get to pick me and Shawnee get to pick the winners. Okay, you do the draw and me and Shawnee pick the winners. No, no, I have the winners already done. I'll give you my view. Of course you do. <laughs> so, Leash, Leash play Wexford in the preliminary round in Leinster. Yep. Wexford. Wexford. Wexford win that. Then Wexford go on to play Galway and Dublin play Kilkenny in the semi-finals. I'm going to go with Kilkenny to beat Dublin and I'm going to go with yeah. Wexford to beat Galway. Oh. Right? Yes, I would agree. Uh, and I'm going to go for Kilkenny to win the Leinster. Yeah, Wexford won't beat Kilkenny right? again. Yes, agreed. Um, yeah. So Kilkenny, so Kilkenny win the Leinster. They'll be awaiting the losers of the Munster Championship final in the semi final. 
Yes. So, so you don't get an extra oh, benefit for winning your provincial oh, championship. Oh, you, you still you, get a semi-final, but you're just playing the kingpin yeah. of the other province. Yeah, exactly. So you only get one. It's like 1997 format. Tip, tip and who was else left back in 1997? Was, it was Kilkenny. We're beaten by... Kilkenny were back in 97. They lost uh, Wexford in the, in the final. That's right. And Kilkenny played Clare um, in the semi-final in 97. Exactly, yeah. Davey saved DJ's penalty, right? So... In the, in the Munster Championship, I've got Waterford and Cork in the preliminary round and Waterford beat them and go on and play clear. <laughs> and then Tip and Limerick. Tip and Limerick in a straight knockout in the Gaelic grounds on the other side, which is huge. 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 <laughs> Sorry, you're going to say Waterford beat Cork? Yeah, that's what you said, Sean. Yeah, you're pretty slow on that Waterford, one. Yeah, I, I think you got cut out there, I think. Yeah, Waterford beat Cork. Then Waterford beat clear as well and they get to the, the Munster final against Limerick. Oh, <laughs> and Limerick, no. Lim, Limerick, win, Limerick win the Munster final, right? That's so, fair enough. So it's the All-Ireland semi-finals are Kilkenny versus Waterford and Limerick versus Wexford. And then, of course, it's the Limerick-Waterford All-Ireland final and yeah. Limerick, to win the, Limerick to win the final. <laughs> Very <laughs> similar to my setup. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I think that is, a, that is actually a strong candidate for how they might have to play it. And it would be it would be great. Like it's one, two, three, five weekends of hurling. Yeah, see, they could do it. That's that's achievable if there was a crunch on. Yeah. Um, Shawnee's on the keyboard. Uh, Why are you typing in, Shawnee? I think, I think to be honest, I think the top three teams in the country at the moment are probably Limerick, Tip, and when Kilkenny get the Ballyhale boys back, Kilkenny. Yeah. Um, I think Wexford are probably a little bit. Uh, I don't think they're. As good as as a lot of people do, but they could be right. They they were ten minutes away from that Ireland final last year, um. So they could be, and then between Clare, Waterford, Cork, Dublin, and Galway, to be honest, Galway are gone back to the pack. I believe. They do you think so? The same place. I do. Yeah, like they've I got no stuffer. Like you can't name the starting Galway fifteen right now. Well, two years right. ago, you could you could definitely name the thirteen and the fifteen straight up, and I think that's a good barometer to go on to judge a team and. Kilkenny probably fall into that bracket as well, but they're they're a bit of a different beast. Um, Clare look good. Clare look good, but they looked good last year and the year before. Yeah, I don't know. I I think Liam Cahill, in fairness to him, is doing a very good job at Water. I, th- I think he, he, it'll be a, a two or three year job before he gets really really competitive again. But um, struggling for forwards is the only thing. Struggling for forwards for sure. Yeah. So I don't know mm-hmm. how he's like. The, the whole decision around Maurice Shanahan and Noel Connors really is kind of it's, it's baffling a lot of people still but um, he obviously wants to go to very very mobile forward line but he's lacking score and power for sure can't understand why he doesn't have the best club forward in, 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 in the county not even on the panel it's just ridiculous I know yeah but um, he, yeah, he, he obviously has his, his mindset up but obviously the coronavirus break is a major impact to Waterford because they would have been looking to you know, really build through this period. They would have had a lot of building to do, whereas the likes of your Limerick and Tip and Kilkenny have very set formats, etc. Yeah. Yeah. The club yeah, the club scene as well, we haven't even touched on that, but that's going to be like at home. Yeah. Will they, like, they're talking, like everything is up for grabs. I actually think what we're going to see across the board is things they have a chance both at intercounty level and at club level to do things that have never been done before. So we will see some interesting things across the board. Yeah. And for ourselves here, because we're behind what's happening at home in terms of the impact of it, 
uh, domestically, I don't think we'll be playing here this year. Maybe it, it might get a summer comp going. Like realistically, yeah. it's very hard to see that happen here as well. Yeah, if you can get a summer comp going, it'd be good. Yeah, um, summer comp here being October. November, December, even yeah. October, November, start of December, yeah. Yeah, and it rolls into next year. That would be that would be very good. What, what, would you Would you be thinking stay games, Liam? No, stay games cancelled, gone. No, but like even if you got something going, would you have now maybe have them in Salt Wales Town or? I don't think that? so. I just think because there's too much involved with getting that state games up and running, like the logistics and for people to or travel. Even, even resurrecting the um, Gosford, if that was a possibility, I, that Gosford, would be something. Gosford next year is just for people at home. Is this, it's a tournament up in Sydney? I think it's their fortieth anniversary next year. Is it? It's, it's a big milestone, so oh, they're, yeah. they're just waiting to have it next year in March again. Yeah, I think that's what they're going for there. Well, look, I think we're coming, we're coming to the end of the show, guys. Um, Shawnee Giggles, thanks so much for putting in a great effort there. Um, Shawnee, for getting through a bottle of wine, and Giggles only had a couple of glasses, in fairness. Shawnee was kind of tiring at the end there. I said the red wine was kind of kicking in. <laughs> I wasn't. I was actually answering a few work emails as well, because... I, Oh. Some of us have a, are on the front line here with the coronavirus yes. you know, situation. I mean, Shine's when you have skills, when Shine. you have skills like I have, you know, you're able to use them in these, you know, difficult times. Sean is on the front line in the office, all right? Yeah, yeah, he's keeping the, keeping the stake going here. Um, but please get in touch on Akadega on Instagram and Twitter, and also on Facebook, and also Akadega at gmail dot com. We'll definitely come back. I think with an episode next week, but definitely keen to hear. Um, people's thoughts on um, the format question in particular what way do you think we need to skin it um, if we had to do it over four weeks um, we'll come back next week guys th- thoughts on that yeah good for next week yeah sound out yeah okay thanks, thanks very much to our sponsors O'Neill's International Sportswear the choice of champions please visit their website and Instagram and Twitter page and also they're doing great work in manufacturing a lot of scrubs and medical clothing back back in Ireland so fair play to O'Neill's and we'll be back with you next week everyone stay safe take care